Illuminate the scriptures for us, Lord. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. These are the words that Christ spoke to his disciples at the Last Supper. He's there with them, knowing he is going to go and offer his life for them. And this is a time where they're gathered together in the intimacy of this reality where he's instituting the Holy Eucharist. The first mass ever is there in the upper room. And he's speaking to them some of the depth of his heart. These are words that undoubtedly you've heard before, we've heard before. And it's just easy for them to kind of go in one ear, out the other ear, because, yep, I've heard it. But it is this fundamental truth that is the thing that changes a person's life more than anything else. Pope Benedict said a number of years back what what many people have said in different ways and maybe the exact same way many times. He said that a person cannot truly love someone else until they first perceive that they are loved themselves. Like a person cannot really, doesn't have the capacity to love someone else until there's first a perception that they themselves are loved. Like the reality, they, 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 they are loved, but if they don't perceive that, then they don't grow into the capacity to give love to anyone else. And he says the thing is about this, like, we cannot give ourselves that perception, right? We cannot love ourselves into feeling love. It has to be something that is received, that is given from outside of us and received. And if we don't experience that, then it's hard for us, right, to actually love someone else. It's almost in a sense you could, you could, understand this in terms of like language. If no one speaks to us, then we don't know what it sounds like to speak. And then we don't even know what it sounds like to say certain words. So our capacity, we have this capacity for language and communication, but unless someone is speaking to us, unless we hear the word first, we don't know what it sounds like to say it and to communicate. So on a deeper level, this reality of love itself that we don't have, like we have this capacity, but we don't have the ability to exercise it unless we first receive the word. And so what Jesus is saying, what he said 2,000 years ago at the Last Supper, he's, he's saying again to you, and he's saying again to all of us, and he says it every single day. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. If you've been here for, you know, 
four, five, 20 years working on your degree. Um, I've only been here five, right, this time. Actually, I was here like 12 years ago too, so maybe we, we bumped into each other that first go around. Um, but you've heard me say again these things. I'm not saying anything new that I haven't already said. This, with Jesus, the way he's describing the reality of his love for us here, that as the eternal father, we're talking about the Holy Trinity, as the eternal father loves the eternal son with a love that is genuinely and authentically incomprehensible. Like we can't even imagine how perfect this love is. It's beyond our human capacity to understand it. It is that love that the, the Lord himself has for us. I, you know, I, 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 again, if you've been around here too, you know that like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good at dad jokes. Uh, got a master's degree, a doctorate in dad jokes. This is where you laugh. Uh, But, you know, again, and I, and, I, and I say this and I mean this truly, like if the Lord were to say, if we would have said to the apostles then, say it, say it to us now, like half as much as the Father loves me, I love you, like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that. But he doesn't say half. He says it's the same. And so as you leave here tonight, you leave LSU or Christ the King, there is going to be for the rest of your life other people and circumstances and the voice of the enemy, right? Satan is real and he wants us to be separated from God. And he's going to speak lies to you all the time about the fact that you have to earn the love of God that it is not a free gift. That the Lord's love for you is based on your report card just like your degree was. It's not true. The truth is, yes, sin is real. And sin is a serious thing and has serious consequences to it. But one of those consequences is not that it can change the heart of God for you. When you think and I think or we think that our sin can change the heart of God, then, then we can just sign our names up on that list of heretics, okay? We just like put our name on that list and like, there we are. We don't have that kind of power to change the infinite God. And as Christ manifests on the cross, what he gives to us in the Holy Eucharist, where he says that in your sin, while you were sinners, St. Paul says, Christ died for us. And this is the proof of his love. And so, yes, we need to be cognizant of sin. It needs to be something we understand. We need to seeking to always grow in virtue. But not as a means of earning something that the Lord is giving freely. But is first responding, like receiving the gift, receiving the gift as it is, pure gift 
and then responding to it. By Lord, you have loved me, so I want to love you. Like the amazement of the eternal God loving us perfectly as the Father loves the Son. So Lord, I want nothing else than to love you in return. And then Jesus tells us how to do that. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. And then we're like, well, I thought it wasn't about like our performance. Like what's going on here? Lord, you're talking out of two sides of your mouth. It's like, no, he's going to keep loving. He will continue to love. But for us to stay in it, right, is to follow him. Keeping his commandments. And by keeping his commandments, right, is how we remain in communion with the Lord. And certainly we're, we're going to stumble and we're going to fall. And we're going to sin. That's real. But that's where the, the heart of the Lord is always open. And the sacrament of reconciliation is exactly for that. Like Christ, the Christ is, is, is there telling us about the Father who waits in the window for our return. Comes running out to meet us. So again, yes. It's, it's like, again, sin's real, consequence of it are real, but like the Lord's like, look, I just want you to come home and I'm gonna give you every opportunity for that and open my heart to you at every opportunity just to pour my grace and then just to come back home and remaining in him. And he says, the reason he's telling us this is that his joy might be in us and our joy might be complete. I wanna ask you a question. And I want you to really think about this. Do you believe that that's what God wants for you? Do you believe that he wants you to have complete joy? Not just intellectually, but like in your heart. Do you feel like that's the Lord's disposition for you? You know, if, you, if you're like me, all of us are like, well, I mean, I can just like checklist off the things that aren't quite right in my life that maybe tell me that uh, maybe that's not the case, right? This joy that the Lord offers begins here, begins here, and it's real as we're, we're, we're in communion with him. It is real joy that is deeper and longer perduring than pleasure. Pleasure oftentimes is more intense than joy. Like there's a very visceral intensity to pleasure. But joy is deeper and longer lasting. and brings a greater sustained happiness. It begins here, but ultimately the Lord is speaking about heaven. Heaven. And so as you go forth today, I ask you, uh, go home, today's gospel, like we didn't pick this gospel, this is just the gospel for today. Write it down. If you have a journal, write it in your journal. Write it on your bathroom mirror and pray with it over and over and over again. Ask the Lord to convince you, to open your heart and your mind to understand it. How he loves, that he's calling us just to remain in him, and that he desires our greatest joy. And those words that St. Augustine said are just the truth, hearing them again. Lord, you have made us for yourself. 
and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. No matter how successful you are in this world, no amount of success can satisfy the longing for God in your soul. You just can't. And so the Lord says, I know, I know that. And he has for us himself. So you come here today, today you're not going to officially receive any degree or any of those things. And maybe you're just here because your parents are like, you got to come, you know. But what's happening is we're offering this mass for you. That for the rest of the, your life, you would come to a deeper understanding and living of this gospel. We're celebrating the most holy Eucharist and receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, that you would root your life in him. Rooted in him. And this, this passage would become true in your life for all days and into eternity. Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to us today, as the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit ctklsu.org.